Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, David. It's going pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Don't have the Rona yet, you know? Team some dude today. Yeah, I, I uh, well, I got to get my coffee in. You know, I haven't quite finished my thing yet. But uh, uh, how how are you doing there? Are, are there lockdowns going on out in your area right now? Or yeah, apparently it's going to be getting worse. Um, yeah, like yeah, Kenny right just announced some uh, lockdowns. We can't have a family over for a fire pit, but we can go be in the same restaurant as them. I guess um, so. I don't oh, know how that makes sense, but we can't have restaurants here. That's not a, that's not acceptable. Oh, okay. Well, you guys are more draconian than we are, but I'm I'm definitely yeah, seeing. I'm I'm starting to see work. actual. I'm starting to see COVID cases uh, at work now. You know, when this first started and the, the initial lockdowns back in the spring, I hadn't seen a COVID case until you know just this month really, um, and now I'm starting to see quite a few of them, and um, you know. So it's uh, it's it's an issue, I guess. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, things play um, out. I'm, I'm still planning to do a video about uh, the five questions that lockdown uh, enthusiasts can't answer. So uh, watch for that to come out, and uh, hopefully that'll promote our channel a little bit as well. Cool. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, sort of like the differences between the genders. And I'm just very interested in psychology generally. And so I wanted to put forward a hypothesis and hear what your thoughts are um, with respect to what, because I, I think it also parallels kind of the way you often talk. And I, and I don't disagree about like, what are the liberals as the mother concerned about and what are the conservatives as the father concerned about, but trying to take that mm -hmm. dichotomy and bring it into like human psychology. Cause to me, and, and let me kind of present the mildly full case, but to me, there's like a difference um, in the fundamental psychological need of men versus women. And so I'd say the, and it, it, it's almost it seems like it's quite similar, but it's a different perspective on, on the same issue. And so for me, I'd say that the fundamental psychological need for men is feeling safe. And the fundamental psychological need for women is trusting they're safe. So, or like trusting that they're in a safe environment versus feeling and thinking that they are safe. And, you know, I think it is different because of the way in which they interact with the world around them. So when a man wants to feel safe, he wants to feel efficacious in his environment, that he can protect himself, that if something were to happen, he could defend himself. Whereas I think because of the nature of the male-female dynamic and the differences in size and strength, women can't actually have that certainty very often if they're around a bunch of men and historically. So they have to trust that they are safe versus thinking that they are safe because they can control the situation they're in. And so it's a very different perspective on the same situation. Um, and I think it, it tends to show why like men have a hard time sometimes 
putting themselves in a place of trust and vulnerability because that's uncomfortable to them because they want to be certain that they're safe, not need to trust someone else for their safety. And that's even true with emotional safety. Whereas for women, they're much more used to needing to trust their safety into a man, into someone else who could, if if that man decides they could kill me, they could beat me up or whatever. And so it's a totally different perspective. And then to see how that sort of builds out into the way in which we talk about the the liberals and the left-wing people, the motherly side, they want to trust that no matter what happens, they're taken care of. They feel like they can't control the world. They can't control their life. And so they need to know that they're safe no matter what versus the conservatives want to feel that they're in control. They can control all of the variables. There's been no surprises and I'm in command. And so I feel like, and I can kind of feel these two different poles in my own psychology of the, the trust and the like knowing and being certain I'm safe. And so I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on this sort of view. Hmm. Well, I'm digesting this a little bit here because, uh, you know, what I, what I was thinking of was uh, a lot of times, um, you know, conservatives have you know, on the big five personality traits that Jonathan Heidstad uh, research shows, you know, one of the differences with conservatives, for example, is conscientiousness, right? So this is like being diligent uh, subordinates, essentially, right? Like following the the rules that's late that is laid out by an authority figure they're very good at that right they're very good at being employees and hard-working employees whereas if you look at tech entrepreneurs they tend to skew more left um because one of the 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 personality traits is is trade openness libertarians also share that with the left they're they're, they have trade openness in that that they they're not bound to um like tradition so much and and that kind of hierarchical organizational structure if they see opportunity over here they're, they're open to that and they're open to explore that and think outside the box and innovate kind of thing um so i'm not 100 percent sure but, but okay you know how does that fit into masculine feminine i'm not sure that that necessarily does um because conservatives certainly want to f- feel like they're safe too you know they they um this is one of the reasons why they are big on border controls and different things like that. Like they they don't feel safe when there's, but it's again, it's, it's more of a, they, they, it's sort of active safety versus passive safety, let's say. Right. So yeah, if if you're defending your territory, you want to be certain that you can defend it, that you have the things in place that you are in control of it rather than like, it's almost like a proactive versus a reactive government, let's say. So the conservatives want to, you know, set up the borders, make sure that only the things that they know to be safe, according to their judgment, can get in. And then we can deal with it from there. Whereas the liberals, it's more like, no, let anything happen, but the government will take care of me in case something goes wrong. Right. It's sort of like it's at the it's like at the at the one end versus the other end, um, if that makes sense. But I, I have a harder time relating it to, yeah, the, the political scene. I'm also, I'm like, personally, I'm primarily interested in like 
if that resonates with sort of how you view your psychology or even like your relate and we don't have to get into any details, but like your relationship with your wife. Cause I know like it's very, been, it was very difficult for me to feel trusting, to be vulnerable. I hear m- many men have the same issue and I think it's because they want to be certain of their safety. Like they want to be rationally certain of their safety rather than women. I talk to more so like, learn to trust someone and, and more so put their, um, you know, their judgment of that person, which can never be certain necessarily, which is what men have a harder time with. Um, okay. Well, here's how I think of it. Um, you know, I'm not sure that those two things are necessarily different, like feeling safe and trusting that you are safe or something like that. I think, okay, Mm -hmm. if I'm looking at psychology around safety, um, we both want to, be safe, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And those two things look different for men than they do for women. Um, you know, I, I think back to Mises wrote uh, this book, Human Action. It was a e- economics book, but he has something called praxeology in it that explains human action, right? We, we act because we're we're not satisfied with the current state of being, and we want to to be in this other state of being. And um, that's why we act. And so in the realm of, of, we could call it safety, sure, because I want to gather resources. I want to enforce boundaries. I want to be vigilant about external threats. I do all those things because um, I I want to flourish, which I guess is part of safety. It's um, whatever, but in order for women to get the same thing, you know, the, the, because they're pregnant for nine months, because they have that disability, because they're geared towards uh, child raising and nurturing and that sort of thing. They, in order for them to be safe, they need a commit committed um, pair bond with someone who can provide that for them, right? Whereas I'm the guy that is providing that where I, I'm wired that way. I'm going to gather resources. I'm going to enforce boundaries. I'm going to create that layer of protection. So I think a lot of the psychology of male versus female comes from that. Um, right. And, 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 and so the male is more so like, I think I'm safe because of my ability, my own efficacious, like that I feel like I have efficacy when dealing with existence, with reality. Whereas for the women, it's more so I feel safe because I feel I've picked someone who through my judgment has that but there's always the like there is the risk that that person turns on me right it's not the same right. like they're not uh they're not yeah. certain in their own efficacy to be safe they have to trust the male's efficacy to sure. be safe and and this is where you get things like uh you know testing testing the waters a little bit right like um doing little tests to see if how how your potential mate will react um women do a lot more of that because they need to trust their their jugglers exposed they you know they they need to trust that you're not going to go anywhere that you're not going to leave them in the lurch all those kinds of things so they're looking for different things and this is why again you know when when men are looking for a mate they're generally looking for um signs of reproductive health right curvaceousness long hair beauty all those things indicate reproductive health, whereas women are looking at, um, at status, resource 
acquisition status, right? Are you able, so, you know, women, boiling it down, women are sex objects, men are resource objects, if you want to get crass about it uh, at, at its fundamental level. Um, but, but ultimately, my, you know, I'm looking, my psychology is different than a, a female's when I'm looking for a potential mate. I don't need her to be a resource object. I don't need her to provide safety for me, like to, to provide boundary enforcement or any of those kinds of things. I need very different things in a relationship than a woman might need. Um, and, and that explains a lot of the behavior and the psychology behind why men and women act differently, um, particularly in relationships, I think. Right, so what are your thoughts of how that relates to each's relationship with feeling safe? Um, well, okay, I think that, that um, it takes different things for me to feel safe than maybe my wife to feel safe, right? For my wife to feel safe, she needs to feel connected to me. She needs to feel like I, I'm in tune with her emotions and that I am also a, a good, capable provider that I can fix things around the house, build fences, you know, do take care of man stuff, right? Stuff that requires some strength and, and uh, physical competence to do. And for me to feel safe, I, I need to um, feel like my wife is in a committed pair bond with me, you know, that her, she's not hunting for, for other people or something like that. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm directing all my resources, time and attention to, to this pair bond. I don't want that to be, um, to be broken. Right. And so, uh, you know, and I need, I have physical needs that, that are probably greater than my wife's. Like I have a higher sex drive. Um, you know, that's part of what drives men is we need to spread our seed. If we want to reproduce, um, we have this sex drive, right. Whereas women, they have it for a period of time, but then it's like, okay, I've got my kids and, you know, I'm not ovulating right now. I'm not in feeling as sexually um, libidinous or whatever. Right. So I think those are some of the different things. I don't know if that kind of answers your question, but. A little bit. And it definitely helps because it's a different perspective than I was coming into the conversation with, because yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to I don't know, for like, for me, it definitely seems like there are these two fundamental aspects of safety. And one is more feeling and one is more thinking, right? right. Like, do I feel safe? And what would that be based on? It's based on judging. Um, and, and like, when I think of my interactions with women, it was so difficult for me because I couldn't be certain I was safe in the relationship. But in life, I could be certain I was safe because I felt efficacious. I knew what I was doing. But I don't know what's going on in someone else's mind if they trust me or not at the, like, the start of a relationship. And so it was an entire different realm for me, right? right. And it, it was this other process that, that seems to parallel why men have difficulties generally is because mm -hmm. they, and, and you know, I think of one uh, older man I know in particular who doesn't have healthy relationships because he does not want to have a risk of being hurt and he can't be certain in the relationship that he won't get hurt. So he just pushes everyone away as soon as there's a threat because he wants to be certain that he is uh, so like, you know, let's call it a leap of faith, even though I don't like that word, but it's like, you know, that jump it takes to actually trust someone fully. You have right. to believe that they would, wouldn't choose to hurt you, but you right. can't be certain of that. Right. And so it's like this different mm -hmm. perspective. And I, it seems to me that men 
and again, I'm just thinking about this, right? But it's it seems to me that men prefer that certainty and want that certainty, whereas women are more likely or comfortable taking that sort of leap, which is why they have, you know, maybe more close relationships with uh, or whatever it is. But it seems like it's a different perspective that might have been necessitated by, well, like back in the day, um, mm-hmm. you know, men were certain of their ability to protect themselves, to defend their family and these sorts of things. And women had to trust that their man was going to do that and not turn on them. And we yeah. hear of many times no. of men becoming abusive and these sorts of things. And, and that's that trust breaking. The woman can't be certain of her ability to defend herself. The man could weigh 100 pounds more than her or whatever it is, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, th- and this is why, you know, relationships are constantly dynamic and in flux, right? And and like if if me as a husband want to want my wife to feel safer and feel, um, you know, and trust and that sort of thing. What I do is I spend more time talk, opening up to her, right. About my inner feeling, like nothing, um, sets off my wife's radar more than seeing a kind of emotion flash across my face and me not say anything about it. Right. And wonder what's wrong with me. And she'll, she'll constantly probe what's wrong, what's wrong, what's going on. And quite often she notices a change in my emotional state long before I even notice it. And Mm -hmm. if I think about it, you know, and so, you know, spending time and consciously setting aside time to connect and share my inner world and talk about my day. And that, that really helps her feel safe in this relationship. On the other hand, for myself, um, as a man who, you know, and, and look, men and women essentially create different purposes for their life, right? Like as a man, my purpose in life is, is what I do. I, I usually refer to as identify myself by my job, by my action, by what I do out there in the world. Whereas, um, you know, women are very focused on family and their kids are their meaning in life and that sort of thing. Right. And, and, um, you know, so for me, what makes me feel, I guess, more, uh, safe in the relationship, let's say, is she's really supporting what I'm doing out there. Like, um, you know, either by like just constantly encouraging me and say, yeah, this is awesome. Keep it. Or if I have a tough day at work, it's okay, baby. You you know, you've got this. I know you've got it in you or whether it's like having meals done for me at home and doing my, like doing chores that normally I would have to do, do as a single guy, all those things make me feel safer in the relationship. And so if you're a guy and you want your woman to feel safer, those are some things you can do. Have the open up, be vulnerable, talk about your inner world a lot more to her so that she understands what's going on inside your heart so that that trust can build so that she can understand exactly who you are and feels totally safe in that relationship. If you're a woman and you're watching this, what you can do to help your man is really support what he's doing. Make him a better version of himself when he's out there at work. Encourage him to go for that next promotion. You know, like do what you can to support him going out and gathering resources. That really makes us feel like kings and makes us feel like this is an awesome relationship. And so that's that's really interesting and helpful. And it, and it captures kind of the two different angles of feeling safe within the relationship. But now I want to ask you about sort of existential safety. So what makes you feel safe, like, you know, quote, facing the world versus what makes your wife feel safe facing the world? So you've now, okay, we, we have this relationship we are both bought into. Um, you know, I, I would put forward that you 
explicitly need to feel efficacious in your own job, in your own career, and in your like productive capacity. But I want to hear a bit more about that and to hear how that compares or contrasts with how your wife feels safe relative to facing the world. Yeah, it has everything to do with my level of productivity and competence, right? If I don't get anything done, if I get distracted and procrastinate, I don't feel very safe. I feel like crap. I feel like I'm less than a man. Um, if if I have a productive day, if I'm knocking things out of the park, if you know, that's when I feel on top of the world, like I am safe, I'm competent, I can handle whatever's going to come. I got no worries in this world, right? Where my wife, I think it would be more um, like she had a rough day at work, that there's an emotional safety net there for her, that there's someone that's going to open up their heart to her, that, that um, you know, if, if she needs to take time off or if she needs to quit her job that um i got her back i'm gonna provide those resources we'll find a way to make it work that i think is what makes her feel existentially safe so again it comes back to um you know having that and that comes right back to what in that relationship dynamic what makes you feel safe it's me mm-hmm. opening up my heart it's me providing resources it's all those things that make her feel safe about me being completely generous my my, my resources are hers i've committed to that she's I, every time she sees evidence of that that strengthens the pair bond and with me it's like every time she encourages me and and gets behind me and and does things that help make my get gathering resources uh, better, I feel more competent and, and like I'm in, in in a good place. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense. And, and to me, it, it actually really parallels the experience I have with my own mind and like what I consider the two parts of my mind. And part of it is very much like I need to know that no matter what happens, I can kind of trust myself in that deep way. And But I also had a struggle for a long time feeling like I was supporting myself in my endeavors, right? And there was like this tension. And so it's really interesting to me that kind of, it seems like like extrapolating my psychology into a family unit or like the individual psychology into the family unit and how like the mother takes on a certain role and the father takes on a certain role. Um, And one is sort of more internal looking and about internal safety. And and I'd call that trust, let's say, versus kind of the more external first, um, external first view of it. And so it's this, I'm like, I'm trying to navigate towards understanding this kind of this dynamic better. Cause I think like, that's the key to sort of understanding, you know, each person's individual psychology. So like understanding the, like what aspects of what your wife gives you, do you not give yourself enough of and how do you train that and, and vice versa. Right. And trying to kind of find that balance. And I think it's hugely beneficial, obviously, to have someone who like meets those other needs. Um, But I'm just really fascinated by kind of trying to understand the parallels between like individual psychology and like a healthy family or a healthy uh, couple dynamic. Right. And I mean, you just have to look at the gender wage gap as an example of the the psychology, right? And Walter Block talks about this, you know, that the wage gap that exists is because of individual choices. Like we talked about this in a previous episode, never married men, never married women. There's no gender wage gap. But as soon as you and as soon as they're married, what happens is married men make more than never married men and married women make less than never married women. Why is that? 
And while it's not because of sexism, because if it was sexism, the never married women wouldn't be making the same as never married men. It has to do with individual choice. What happens when you pair bond? What becomes your focus when you join that relationship? How, do, how does that happen? Well, I can tell you that as a, a man who got married and then was looking to have kids, and then especially when I had kids, man, I felt like there was a fire lit under my ass to work harder, to provide more, to get out there, to hustle, to go. And my wife, it was like the exact opposite. I'm, I'm not getting out there into the world. Jeez, I got this baby at home. I just want to spend all my time there with the baby, nurturing it, making it safe. And, and you know, and so that that's why men and women work so good together, right? I mean, you need those two um, different uh, viewpoints and different psychologies to have a healthy family. And I think you need that at all levels of society, really. You need that balance of and respect of the different genders and the roles they play. You need people creating that protective bubble that gathers resources, that's focused on gathering resources and, and external threat vigilance and boundary enforcement. But inside that bubble, you need people concerned about nurturing, sharing, um, you know, caretaking the environment, different things like and, that. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you would have had to have grown the, let's call it more feminine, more open aspects of yourself in order to pair with your wife, right? You may have been a certain way, but if you wanted to have a successful relationship with her, her requirements, quote, forced you or you were required to grow that aspect of yourself so that you could kind of meld with her, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a paradox because at first, I think women are often attracted to the alpha ma male, right? Alpha male going out there and just getting it done and succeeding and be, being a status symbol. When you have kids, that you 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 know, it's a biological fact that you produce less test testosterone, I think a bit more estrogen, you become uh, more beta. And there's a reason for that you you need to to soften those rough edges and, uh, and be nurturing towards your family when you turn inwards, right? Uh, you still need to get out there and hustle and do all those things. But now, so, you know, I think quite often relationships run into problems when uh, you, you get a try when a wife gets attracted to this alpha male, and then suddenly he becomes a bit more beta uh, after the kid's born, and you, you're seeing a different side of him or something like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that, you know, this is, but, but yeah, I definitely needed to be, and I'm still learning, man. I'm, I'm still not good at, at sharing my feelings and uh, no being even able to observe what's going on in myself, let alone be able to communicate it to my wife. Right. That's something that I struggle with and that I, that I continue to work on. And, and the yeah. more I do work on that, the better our relationship gets, the safer she feels. And, and the more she does for me, those things that make me feel like a King and, and uh, yeah, so what I would put forward as a hypothesis uh, is one, because of how good of a role she plays as that side of you or, or helping that side of you, there's less of a requirement to do it for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I've, I was struggling and I needed to figure out how to give, meet those needs myself because I didn't have anyone meeting them for me, right? 
Um, and so it's about trying to, I had to kind of like understand, okay, what is the essence of what I would like to get from a significant other? How do I feel, how do I give that to myself? So there's almost this, well, you know, she recognizes your emotions. And so you can kind of rationally rely on that and not need to recognize them as quickly in yourself and that sort of thing. But I would put forward, it would be interesting if you kind of explicitly tried to, for me, it was through journaling and like talking to myself as if I was like my own love, right? And kind of trying to switch my process. Okay, I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to my wife. And what would I do if she was putting forward what I'm putting forward? Um, and that like, it would be interesting for me, like if, if you tried that, I'm not saying you have to, but it would be very fascinating to hear how that like process would run if you tried to talk to yourself the way you view your wife would be talking to you and try and like run that code in your mind for yourself. Um, Cause that's, that's what I did for a while with like a, uh, an ex-girlfriend who helped me kind of understand how to be that way with myself a bit more. So I'd be fascinated to hear, uh, hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, you and, and I mean, to be honest, I, I do that to some extent, right? Like when my wife looks at my face and says, what's wrong? And I'm like, Hmm, is there something wrong? Like I'll go away for, you know, go somewhere else in another part of the house. And I'll be like, is there something to what she said? Is there something? Okay. Yeah. I did feel something different. What, what was the trigger? And you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah. it, it'll be because of, of her noticing it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that's a, that's a good thing to do, you know, and I'll also say like, we, we're making pretty broad generalizations. Yeah, there, yeah. there may be some women that feel safer with a completely stoic man, right? A, a guy who doesn't necessarily share his feelings that much. You know, it, it, a lot of it I think has to do with, did you feel safe in your family? Was your yeah. father with your father, right? And if you had like, I'm thinking of a, a really conservative kind of dad who never shared much of his feelings or his inner world, but was completely committed, um, always showed up for his kids, always um, provided for the family. You know, you don't necessarily need to be a super open, connected person to make your wife feel safe. Um, you know, it, that commit, they just have to see that evidence of that commitment that you have that strong commitment towards them. Um, mm. But I think in, in the modern world, it's becoming more and more where you have to open up that feminine side of yourself, let's call it like that emotionally vulnerable side of yourself, because, mm. um, you know, the state can be a surrogate husband <laughs> if things don't work out. So, you know, you have to work extra harder uh, to do this. And and I think, you know, uh, I wonder if sometimes like gender is getting bent a little bit because, um, because of the different roles that the, like men just aren't as important when you have a, a giant state anymore. And, you know, so genders become about something else. They don't become about family. They don't become about, um, necessarily survival and pair bonding and all those kinds of things uh they become more of like a, a fashion statement or a, a, a you know a way of um carrying yourself in the world or something rather than about reproduction and, and biology so much 
Yeah, I think that's a whole other interesting conversation that I'm definitely uh, open to having. But this was really, uh, I appreciate you letting me kind of think out loud about this because I just was thinking about it recently and it's been helpful to get your perspective, especially because I don't have a relationship at the moment. And and it's kind of like, tr- I'm, I've kind of observed relationships and tried to see how I can translate that into myself. And now I'm trying, okay, what have I done in myself? And is that translatable out into the world? So this was uh, interesting and, and helpful. And if anyone listening uh, finds this interesting or has thoughts about like, you know, male versus female, vulnerable versus um, and like trust versus safe and these sorts of things, I'm super interested in all of this stuff. Yeah. And if you find David attractive and you're a female, uh, you know, drop us a line because uh, David is, is, is other. he's on the market, ladies. And he is, uh, you know, if, if you want a deeply connected pair bond with someone, David is the man for you. He's definitely going to be there for you and be able to communicate his innermost feelings. And he's an amazing resource object. I mean, look at him. This, this uh, kid is going to go far. He's going to make a multi-million dollar empire. And if you snag him now, if you get that lockdown commitment from him right now, while he's still at just the start of his upward trajectory, I mean, he's going to be that much more committed to you. You don't want to wait on this one, ladies. You don't want to wait till he's a multi-millionaire billionaire because he's going to have all sorts of options and snag him now, uh, help him get where he's going to get. And he will be the most loyal, loving, tender, connected husband and resource acquirer that you could imagine. So there you go. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, David.